0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL.
1: And welcome back to Off the Bench for another weekend. No Jason Matthews again, unfortunately, so it is Sats and Rook. Sats, how has your week been? Well, it could have been better, Rook.
2: Um, I've got to put two hats on. My neutral hat says, what a great weekend in Perth. I was fortunate enough to be over there for Origin 2 uh, for a Queensland hat, it's a miserable weekend to travel all the way to Perth and then get your backside spanked, and um, then the worst part about it, Rook is then getting on the red eye on the Sunday night, the eleven fifty-five flight from Perth to Brisbane. So, um, mate, yeah, I don't think there's any better
1: weekend. I don't think there's anything worse than that red eye.
2: Uh, you know what? I'm still recovering from it. To be quite honest, I'm still. A little bit groggy. like I've been on the drink all week. But uh, in saying that, um, very lucky to have the opportunity to go over and watch the game. And and I've got to say, New South Wales, again, have thrown down the gauntlet to Queensland. And happened in 2019. Game one, Queensland won. Game two, went to Perth. New South Wales make five, six changes and win by 30. Game three, comes down to the full-time try to James Tedesco, set up by you know, Mitchell Pearson. and... And Blake Ferguson, so exactly the same scenario, different location, and cannot wait. It's just been it's been set up perfectly for the NRL. Oh, uh, the the
1: Origin gods have spoken, and we've got a sold out SunCorp awaiting us. Uh, and now are uh, the Queensland team going to return, serve with changes of their own? Well, some of those, some of those may be forced. We're going to talk about
2: that with uh, one of their seasoned campaigners and Felice Cafusi, and another one may be not forced through to injury, but probably more surrounding experience is probably someone that probably should come in for, for Origin 3. But Billy, I don't think will make too many changes, if any, unless he's forced to with Kafusi. Like I said, we're going to talk about that soon. But outside of that, I don't think he'll make too many changes. I, I think he re- remembers that game one was one on true grit and determination and thinks that he can they can find that again at Suncourt.
1: Absolutely, and we'll cover off on round as well, which was an absolutely magnificent spectacle of rugby league. And also coming up, a great interview with Mark Hughes, a beanie for brain cancer this weekend right throughout the NRL. And I've got mine on as we speak, even though it's a little bit toasty in the studio. But we'll get to this first.
0: Time on Off The Bench to look back on the news of the week.
1: All right, news of the week, and as we mentioned, Origin first up, and it was just such a dominating display in that second half from the New South Wales Blues, and Queensland just had no answers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They didn't have any answers because, you know, I've got to
2: say, I think the um, I think the the sin binning of Felice Kafusi a minute and a quarter from halftime was probably pretty tough. It was always going to have a huge influence on the game, and again, I'm... I'm trying to sound like I'm coming from a queensland corner here I, I truly want to put a neutral hat on. I think the best case scenario for the in, the entire um the entire event and how important it is and how crucial little moments like that can play in the outcome of a game is a you know, a minute and a quarter before the half time. I think um the referee Ashley Klein should have been aware of that. And I've got no doubt he was aware of it uh would given four six agains in about four or five minutes. And yes, there was some repeated infringements inside the 20 metre zone by Queensland. But a minute quarter to go, I think get you through to half time. Continue giving six against because the team will finally fatigue and you'll get some points. Uh, but I think get to half time, go to Dally Cherry Evans and say, "Hey Dally, if we were five minutes to go in the first half, I was going to send in one of your players. We come out in the second half, and if we repeat what's happening, I'm going to put one of your players in the bin." So. Being so close to half time, I think that Ashley Klein should have allowed that to play out and continued penalising through six six agains. Um, but it had a huge influence on the game. Not only did that have a huge influence, I thought Queensland's decision to go to Perth and arrive Thursday night, I thought probably in hindsight was the wrong decision. Uh, you talk to some of the some of Australia's great athletes that have that have had to travel to Perth, most notably swimmers for World Championships or Australian Championships. And they'll always say that they'll arrive no later than five days before their first event. So, um, you know, with athletes that are used to travelling to different time zones around the world, like swimmers and Olympians, um, you probably, yeah, you know, we probably need to take a, a little bit of a leaf out of their book. So Queensland, I think, you lost one of the first battles there. Then the 10-minute the, um, the sin bidding of Felice Caffucci When You've got to remember, Queen, uh, New South, yeah, Queensland are up 12-8 at that stage. And going okay, then Felice Kafusi goes to the bin and they score that very next set of six. And a great goal from the sideline, which I think took a lot of the wind out of Queensland. The, the goal right on half time from Nathan Cleary to make it 14-12 time. Um, then in the second half, it was just, it was a masterclass from Nathan Cleary.
1: Absolutely. And we just go back to that sin bin ruling. There was discussion early on, even before Origins started, whether or not Ashley Klein would be inclined to use the Sinbin... In the game, game one was a clean slate. But game two, he just made uh, no mistake there. I think he had to go to the sin bin because repeat offences. It wasn't obviously Felice Kafusi's uh, infringement alone that got him there, but it was accumulation of a number of infringements from the Queensland team which put him in the bin, which is an important uh, factor on that side of the field where he was defending. And the Blues knew that and went straight there in the next set of six, as you said.
2: Yeah, Brian Tyler scored. Beautiful Ball by Maddie Burton, uh, but also I think a decision of that nature is really a I think it's a shot over the bow from the officials that are saying, "Hey, you're going to question our our integrity from game one. Well, we're going to draw a line in the sand in game two, and everyone knows that they're on notice for game three. So there's more there's more to the ten minutes in Origin two and the effect that it has on one side. You know, positive for New South Wales, negative for a Queensland. But what it does do is it, it allows everyone from game three to say, well, you know what we're going to do. We know how much it hurts you. So from the first second of the game, everyone should be on notice.
1: Absolutely. Now, uh, Felice Kafusi headed to the US. Uh, his father uh, falling and a bit of a gash on his leg and having been flowed to Los Angeles. So Felice Kafusi. May well miss Origin 3, which would be devastating for the pack for the Maroons. Yeah, not sure, quite sure about how serious uh, his father is. Um,
2: and to jump on a plane directly after the game and get to the U.S. as quick as possible says that yeah maybe we don't know something he does. Um, teams are picked on Sunday night and Monday, Queensland on Monday. Everyone will know Sunday night if they're in the side from Queensland. So they'll all start arriving in Queensland to prepare and... Felice Kafusi won't be there. Uh, he, if he's going to play, he's going to have to get back before Wednesday, which is the game the following Wednesday, to give himself any opportunity to to recover. Again, different time zones, um, get those sleep patterns back in, uh, back in um, in favour of of the time zone that he's in. But who comes in if he doesn't? So. Yeah, you know, obviously David Feeder is is returned from being off for a number of weeks. Uh I would personally myself, I would go with Jaden Sewer from the Dragons, who's not in the squad, was out with an ankle injury, he came back a couple of weeks ago, has played Origin before, uh, is tough. It will always protect his teammate, always come up with little tiny efforts that you need in Origin. So that would be my selection. But um again, if Felice doesn't play, that's probably one of the only forced selections I think Billy
1: will have to make. Well, mate, you speak about time zones and sleeping. You don't sleep before origin anyway, do you? No,
2: you do <laughs> lay there with your eyes <laughs> wide
1: open the night before the game. You actually have
2: a really good sleep the next day. Because it's a long wait. The, the game day is such a long day. You know, Kickoff's at 8 o'clock and your you, kickoff doesn't actually actually end up being about until 8.15, so you... You get to the game around sort of six six thirty, and you try and have a sleep in the afternoon. And you don't want to have too long a sleep. You know anything over sort of forty five minutes, where you go into that 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 groggy state. So, um, Luis Cafusi I think it's it's going to be really important of when he actually returns if he's going to play, uh, and he would be in constant communication with Billy anyway. So they yeah. they know exactly what they're doing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you mentioned uh, another one of the debutantes, Matt Burton, setting up Brian Toto in the corner. Now, the man who's put that ball on a spiral and almost out of Optus Stadium last Sunday night, he had a great debut.
2: He did. He had a really good debut, not only in attack but defensively. And, and he just looked he looked calm and composed. And being there live, I, I watched him closely, actually, his, his body language. And because he had six other teammates around him, it makes it really easy. It just... You just slip into routine when you've got, you know, seven of the same former teammates when they won a comp last year and he's been part of the Panthers development system for a number of years. Especially in big games, if you've got familiarity around you, like your clearies and your yo's and toes and those guys, it just it comes really easy. Now the event itself is really stressful. He would have been nervous about the event itself and not wanting to make any mistakes. But his teammates would have assured him that, you know, it's it's going to be all right. Now, what I loved about his game is not only the the simple little plays that he came up with where he scored a good try, he set up one for Brian Ty, is that now and then he'd just drop in behind the play the ball and say to Nathan Cleary, hey, you just clear out. I'll, I'll throw up one of these these bombs. Crazy these spiral bombs. bombs. One of them is the biggest <laughs> kick I've ever seen in rugby league. It is. It's bigger than Ricky Stewart, bigger than anyone. It's the biggest kick I've ever seen in rugby league. And Murray Tower he, he lost sight of <laughs> he it had for no a while. He, didn't know, he, made, he ran around in circles. He, had, he did a backflip <laughs> and still missed the ball. Um, but the maturity to say in my first origin, hey, Nathan, step aside. You have a rest. I'm going to put a kick up. And he did it on three or four occasions. So, yeah, his debut was outstanding. But it wasn't
1: even a cocky stand aside. It was, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of pressure off. Um, yeah. Because they were obviously going to target Nathan Cleary from the get-go. Well, they did that in game one. And, and having, and I've got to say, Jerome, Jerome Luai took a lot of
2: pressure off him with kicking as well. But just to have the ability just to, Hoik back from dummy half, just put on that big left boot of his. Yeah, it just, it makes you think as a defender, you think, okay, I'm going to put pressure on the kicker. Hang on a sec. Well, Luai's had a couple. Burton's had a couple. Cleary takes most of them. Oh, I don't know which one to go for. So you just need that split second breaking concentration. And that means you'll be able to get a clear kick away.
1: Absolutely. Not just Origin last Sunday, but Rep Round on the weekend. And we started way back on Wednesday. And we went right through and we had some absolutely amazing performances on and off the field. The crowds were unbelievable for the games that we had over the weekend. But I think for me, the biggest highlight was the teams getting together, the hymns that were sung, and just the Mm. appreciation of the culture that there is with the Pacific Games. And they just were just outstanding it's just going to be a shame next year that we won't have that opportunity
2: yeah well I mean we've got the World Cup at the end of this year which which is really a godsend I think after what's happened with COVID and uh, we get we get a a plethora of rugby league in 2022 yeah the rep round's not going to be there next year but it's a new what they call a new cycle when it comes to the TV rights deal so they want to get one first year in the bank just get it out of the way and then we'll go back to rep rounds. I've got no doubt we'll return to them because it means more than the games themselves. It means so much to the communities. Just the, I suppose, the, the camaraderie and the integrity that it brings to the game as well. And those scenes after the game of the Papua New Guinea-Fijian game where all players embrace in the centre and the Fijians doing their, their hymn is, you know, brings tears to your eyes and brings goosebumps to your arms. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's poetry. You know, it's it's um, art imitating life as well. You know, it's uh, it's a it's an amazing touch. And then we have the yeah you know, the the women's representative opportunities as well. And yeah, you know, multiverse Lebanon and yeah, it was just a, a tremendous five days of rugby league. All you know, and the cherry on top was the Origin on on in Perth on Sunday night. So yeah, the NRL I think they identify. I think we've got to go a little bit easier on the NRL. The NRL identify how important it is, but they've also got to be really. Conscious of of not overplaying players. Now, I've never been a big fan of this. You're overworking players. You're playing too much rugby league. You know, when you're getting paid $300,000, $500,000 a year, play seven days a week. That's what I think. <laughs> but but in saying that, we are in a new age. I think the NRL, they realise that they've got to just tiptoe through this, how much rugby league they do throw onto the calendar, even though that the fans love it. And of course, we've got a World Cup this year. A lot of players are going to be playing into December. And then you come back for a shortened preseason and then you play another rep round which extends the season at the end of the at the end of the year, that's when what you call overuse injuries come. And the NRL are going to try and to, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, get away from that sort of scenario.
1: Absolutely. And getting some rugby league in New Zealand was an absolute godsend for everyone oh, over the ditch as well. The Sea of Red, amazing, the Tongan
2: crowd. But what, what it's done what they've done really well here, I think, the International Rugby League is that they've they've put the game at Mount Smart Stadium last weekend, Tonga versus New Zealand. New Zealand outstanding, and what that was was it was really just a promotion and a tease for the Warriors to return home, yeah, you know, this weekend as well. So two weekends where. the the Kiwi community or the New Zealand and Pacifica community just get to celebrate rugby league.
0: It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview.
1: And big game tonight, Sats and probably one that you're going to be very interested in the Panthers Roosters, um, out at Blue Bet Stadium. And this is going to be massive, especially on the back of origin last Sunday.
2: Yeah, it will be. And it's going to be interesting how many players back up he, Usually, when you win a game like Origin, um, you back up comfortably because the the bumps and bruises actually aren't as bad after after a win than they are after a loss. So, you know, with the Roosters, with Tedesco backing up and Daniel Tupo backing up, Joey Manu backing up from from rep round as well, um, Lindsay Collins backing up, Angus Crichton backing up. Yeah, so with those players, I, I anticipate that most of them would play because the Roosters really have to they have to get a move on. And uh, at the moment, they're sitting outside of the eight. They're sitting 10th on the NRL ladder at the moment. And a loss here allows the Raiders to jump over the top of them on 16 points. They're playing St. George, uh, Illawarra Dragons this weekend. So a really important game. So I think, um, I think Trent Robinson, the coach, would, would be wanting all of these players to back up because this game is really important. On the flip side of that, seven Panthers that are, that are uh, backing up as well. Seeing that Melbourne lost, Rook, it's going to be interesting to see whether Ivan Cleary and Cameron Seraldo and co, whether they rest some of their players because they've got a four-point buffer at the top of the table ahead of Melbourne. And with that, with Melbourne losing um, on Thursday night to Manly, uh, that allows them to, well, if they win the game, they go three wins ahead, but also rest some of their players at the half to- halfway mark of the season. So... It's going to be interesting how both these teams, how they run out. An hour before
1: kickoff, we'll know the final, you know, the final
2: lineup or the makeup of the side.
1: Well, Coruscant didn't do a whole lot of work in that second half when Damien Cook came on. Toto mm. was absolutely outstanding again from the back. I don't know what his run meters were, and he I know his post contact was massive, uh, but if you're looking to sort of rest someone, surely it's going to be the likes of uh, of Toto, maybe Crichton. Uh, Luai and Cleary, they were obviously very good in the midfield. Um and but they just got a lot of help from the likes of Matt Burton and probably aren't as fatigued I would think uh, than some of the others. They got twelve of the seventeen players
2: playing tonight, Penrith, that played some <laughs> style of rugby league over last the last weekend. weekend. That is insane. I mean I can't remember ever seeing that ever in a in an NRL side and um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting who, who backs up. You know, all players would have a, a few niggling injuries, but a yeah, big decision to be made by the Panthers staff because I think it's got a really good opportunity. Even if they lose tonight against Roosters, it's not the end of the world. So uh, they've got the opportunity to be able to rest some players tonight, the Panthers. I don't think they will. I think the, the Origin players will want to get another game under their belt before they go into camp again.
1: Now, Tedesco and tupo at the back for uh, the Roosters. Cleary and Luai, they're kicking game. Surely they're going to be running him around.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They'll they'll, they'll do their best. They'll do their best. But, you know, you're dealing with Tedesco. You're dealing, dealing with one of the great, if not one of the, the best modern-day fullback outside of Billy Slater uh, that we've got the pleasure of watching. So, you know, this Roosters side, uh, even though they don't have a – uh, Luke Keary, who I'm hearing, who I'm hearing may not play another game of rugby league uh, at NRL level uh, because of the concussions. Uh, Joey Manu will move into the halves, which you know what, you, you lose a lot with no Keary, but you you gain a lot of size and experience and an explosive skill when you put him in the into the 5'8 jersey. Um, Joey Manu.
1: Now, do you ca- remember casting your mind back a couple of months uh, about? the talk about James Tedesco and whether or not he was going to be selected for origin mm. and he's come out with two outstanding games. And I think all of those critics have just shut their mouths pretty quickly. You know, he's, he's done this on a number of
2: occasions. Uh, James Tedesco last year it was all about Tommy Trebojevic game one, oh, he's the best player on earth. And, and James Tedesco, just, Tedesco just sat back and went, yeah, okay. I'm going to remind you in game two, who really is the best player in the game. And he came in in game two and
1: ran for like, 900 metres and got me out of the match he's, he's a freak, freak of an athlete Absolutely And coming up next we are going to get Into more of Off The Bench We'll be back very soon This is Off The Bench NRL
0: We'll be back soon Welcome back This is Off The Bench NRL There's the little kick. Does it get through? Does it get go. through? Here goes Kohler. Oh, he's going him. He goes the young him. man. Hughes. Away. Hughes has given up on the chase. There goes Kohler. The fans knew it straight away. Toletau, Kohler gets across. No one catches him. Now Grant goes to the left to Hughes. They straighten oh, up. Boy. Long pass. Nick Meaney scores the try. Well, our two experts said it. Shaw Unify, uniform experts. You can't give Melbourne... This many chances and they won't make you pay. They have meters out. They come left hand side, four and out the back. Numbers. They got the extra number. Hi-ya! Of course they have. Garrick doesn't miss. More like Tommy T than Tommy T. Saab gets across for the try, and the Seagulls finally hang on to one. Now the scoreline. 8-6, thanks to mate. 45 metres out, comes to DCE. It's a belly-of-the-ball kick. It's a spiraler. It'll come down. Yeah. Oh, he's let it bounce. Pappenhausen let it bounce. Now it comes back into the hands of the manly player, and he scored it. Oh. to Tupoloto oh. has picked up the bouncing ball and scored the try. That's horrible from Ryan Pappenhausen. OK, centre field, 15 metres out. They go to four and four and went short. Oh, to Davy! Oh, oh. sub! juggled it three times, third time lucky, and Melbourne couldn't hang on. They were a player short, Manly, didn't matter. Go to Garrick, Garrick, they got the extra number. May not need the extra number. That is great work there from Morgan Harper. Just muscled his way over the line, had the man outside and didn't need him. He's played well tonight, poked his nose through a couple of times. And now the scoreline is 22 points to six. Alokawatu. Alokawatu! Wow! Wow. Oh, Oh, yeah! What a powerhouse. Skipped through a tackle. Skipped through another one. And then used his power to go past Pappenhausen. What a talent this young man is. Oh, hang on. The cheese has got through and scored a try. Cheese has got a one-on 2 I told you there'd be more points. Wow. Just not for Melbourne. Under the black dot. Jake Taborovich is speaking to Grant Atkins. Saying, what's going on? But cheese... All peroxided hair and everything has got another try for the Melbourne Storm. Here they go right side, DCE through, long! Cola. Olwen oh, wasn't looking up, he was looking at the ball player and DCE found the man hitting the hole. That was Toletau Kola. Olwen oh, um, got across and scored. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, Spud. Wow. I don't think they're going to do it, but they've got themselves another try, 36-26. Now Papenhausen! Wow. He's going to get away. They're going to score it. There'll be 14 seconds left. So he wants to stop the clock. ASAP. Points to the spot. Seven seconds remaining. That is a crazy game of footy. 36 points to 30 is the final scoreline. But that was all over the shot. On Off The Bench, a Thursday night NRL review.
1: All right, crazy game. Four points Park last night, and Manly out to a massive lead, but hold the phone at the 74-minute mark. The Storm <laughs> almost pulled off an absolute miracle.
2: Unbelievable. 36-30, and if Daly Cherry Evans had his kicking boots on, it could have been in the mid-40s. I think he got three from seven, uh, whatever it may be, But uh, and he really oh, he left this very small window of opportunity Further Melbourne storm, and you never want to give them any any opportunity. I've got to say, Daly Cherry Evans was outstanding, amazing. The right side back rower, he reminds me of a former teammate of mine so much, by the name of Tony He He's a big back rower that played on the left, big sum on back row who's had beautiful athletic ability, could play for play for five days if you asked him to, and had all the skill in the world. This this Ola Kawatu is is really special. Still only very young when it comes to NRL years going to be interesting to see. And I think he's part of Brad Fittler's ongoing commitment to New South Wales Blues. He'll play a lot of Origin Rugby League in his career, Ola Kuwatu, if he can stay focused. But, yeah, as he said, for 60 minutes, Melbourne Storm, were well, their lack of intensity and physicality in defence was a real concern for Craig Bellum. You could see how animated he was. He questioned some of the commitment of some of the players after the game, individual efforts. And it was very unlike Melbourne Storm, who really built their tradition on physical and aggressive behavior in defense. So that's the only thing he'll be touching on, that every time they had to make contact with a manly player, the manly player won the battle, got off the ground, and Melbourne were always – they looked like they were were off the pace. So, yeah, but there's a a six-minute period there that you talk about, five or six-minute period, where they score four tries. And I've got to say – if you go, momentum means anything. If the game goes for two or three more minutes, we're probably going into golden point. So Manly would be really disappointed with the finish of the game. But I've got to say, when you're leading by the amount that they were, Manly, you do individually as a player, you start thinking about next week. You take your foot off the throttle a little bit and, and you start thinking about, well, I don't want to get injured. I don't want to get injured. If I get injured, it means I, you know, I might lose my my position in the team and... And I'm looking at the draw for next week, and it's a shortened week with only four games uh, because of origin. And Manly don't play, so you start thinking about, am I going to go away? What am I going to do? And when you take 10 or 15% off your performance for the that you've shown for the prior 75 minutes, well, a really good team will take advantage of that. And that's what happened with Manly. I think Desi will address that. But all that aside, any time you beat, Melbourne's a, a pretty big achievement. Um, Craig Bellamy, although... He will be really disappointed with his side and, and the way they played because they don't play at all as well. they got a ball. No, they actually do. They play next Thursday against Cronulla and they're going to have all their origin stars out. So it's an opportunity for Sharks to take advantage of them.
1: Scalp's coming. Now, would Munster have made much of a difference had he played last night?
2: Yeah, he would have. He would have made a huge difference. Um, the energy of the side. The maturity and the leadership that he's showing now, he wouldn't have allowed that Melbourne side to be really flat and from an energy perspective. He wouldn't have allowed it. He would have picked the energy up. Uh, so, yeah, they would have been different. Would have they won? I'm not quite sure. Daly Cherry Evans, as I said, he was outstanding. Forum was great. And Andrew Davy was outstanding in the back row. So um, I don't know whether they would have won, but they wouldn't have allowed them to get out to such a, a big lead. I've got to say, young Tolu Kola, the young centre for Manly, who's playing out of position. He's, both his parents were Olympians, shrimp, uh, sprinters and long jumpers. And he is one of the fastest players, both he and Surprise, Joseph surprise. Started, two of the fastest players in the in the NRL. It's, uh, he's amazing to watch in open
1: space. And the return of Ryan Pappenhausen last night, what were your thoughts on him? Good. A little bit guarded? or was Yeah, really he... good. Oh, yeah, he was... He,
2: to any other player, he'd say no because he, just, he he just come out of the blocks really quickly and his involvements were pretty good. So, And you can expect him to be a little bit rusty. But I don't think he was rusty. I
1: thought he was, I thought he was okay. I thought he was one of Melbourne's best, to be honest. Now, good news for the Titans with Foran in such good form coming up. Do you think he is going to make much of a difference when he gets up to the Gold Coast?
2: Yeah, he will make a big difference if the Gold Coast don't expect him to play every week. If they say, we're, we're going to position you to play 16, 17 games for us, Um, and you're going to be like another coach. We're going to get you to work with our young players in key positions. But if you're the Gold Coast Titans, you're saying for two years, we want you to play 25 regular season games and finals, they're going to burn him out. But the good place about it, Kieran Foran, he's in a really good place mentally, emotionally, and physically he's always been right. He's had a lot of injuries, but he's got the injuries because his head hasn't been in the right place in previous clubs. He's in a good space at the moment in in his life and the Gold Coast are getting him at a really good time.
1: Sweet. Uh, Good news for the Titans anyway and more of Off the Bench coming up including an interview with Mark Hughes that Sats and Badge did during the week on Sports Day. That coming up next.
0: This is Off
1: the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.
0: Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL.
2: Each and every year, of course, is Beanies for Brain Cancer and the Mark Hughes Foundation. And it is on again this weekend, round 16 at all NRL matches across all the stadiums and all the locations. And it's a tremendous cause. And Mark Hughes, the man himself, who is currently trekking from Sydney, the NRL headquarters, to the McDonald Jones Stadium for the Newcastle Knights and Gold Coast Titans game on Friday night, he is joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Hughesy?
3: That's and badge. I'm really good. Thanks fellas. Uh, it's a huge week. Uh, a lot going on. Just everywhere I look, there's support, mate. The rugby league community, they they sure stand up at this time of year for us.
2: Hey, can I ask you, and I'm sorry if I sound a little bit ignorant here, um, Boozy, but um, what round do you do you and the NRL decide or allocate for beanies for brain cancer?
3: Just We just uh, talk at the NRL and um, it's just a matter of timing and what works best for them and then, to be honest, it couldn't be a better time of year. It's you know winter. There's a lot of excitement in rugby league with the, the Origin at the moment, and it's just worked out that uh, we have got this weekend, which is wonderful.
4: Yeah, perfectly. And and this year you've teamed up with this uh, the the big three trek, or that's part of it. So, tell us a little bit about that. The guys that are involved with that, and and the and the crew that's doing this uh, this big walk.
3: Yeah, bads. They walk from um, the Sydney Football Stadium uh, this morning at five thirty. Um, and they walk to newcastle um, there 's a couple of ferry rides on that, but um it 's one hundred and fifty kilometer walking uh, it 's a huge effort and they walk into the stadium uh, friday night for the um for the knights titans um blockbuster and um yeah it 's going to be fun so they they 're doing an amazing job they 've raised one hundred and fifty thousand and counting and it just adds another string to the bow of um been
4: around which is wonderful yeah right and you've um you threw the uh, luke luke alexander and a couple of his mates who uh lost their soccer coach do, importantly um just so that we know they're doing the right thing do they, do you all keep walking on the ferries you keep walking around and around on the ferry <laughs> while you're crossing the harbour yeah we stand I'll confirm we stand up. we don't sit down oh, okay <laughs> standing well that's good enough that's okay. good enough <laughs> yeah and so there's forty five people making this trek and what- and fundraising along the way, or they've all raised funds based yeah, on them the, doing the trip
3: <clears throat> they've all fundraised um and then they're still fundraising now through their um social medias but to hear the stories at lunchtime today of you know the you know mid twenties um who lost her husband and their baby and he never got to meet their baby um, so these are examples of what brain cancer does for families and we heard some really emotional stories of you know several families that have been affected that are on this trip so uh, it ram's home to me that I've got to keep working hard and I've got to sort this problem out um, and with the help of the NRL being around it's uh, it's just been phenomenal the support
2: yeah well you're phenomenal the, uh, the amount of work that you put into both you and, and your wife and, and all your immediate friends and family 24 million dollars to date Hughesy, and um, what is their target? Is there a, is there a target you want to try and get to by the end of the weekend?
3: This weekend, we, uh, over the course of the weekend, we'd love to raise $3 million, um, sell about total of about 180,000 beanies. Um, and, we've just announced at the Newcastle University, a uh, huge um, Mark Hughes Foundation medical centre uh, where our research is going to happen under the one roof, which is very exciting. We're going to build a team in Newcastle. It's going to be world-class to complement all our other researchers around Australia, but we just need a home base, uh, and it's there. We don't have to construct it. It's ready to go, and we're hitting the ground running with that. So there's lots going on.
2: That's outstanding. Now, Badge and I, we got our our beanies yesterday that arrived, Um, and I've got to say, the designs each year are are really good. They're really good. Now, do you have any input yourself into the, the beanies and the designs?
3: Yeah, look, mate, I got the first year I had a crack at it and I, I designed this really good red and blue beanie. And, um, <laughs> yep, it sold well in Newcastle but no one else wanted to buy them. So I got, I got stripped of that role, got stripped. And um, my wife, Kira Lee and, and uh, Chris Federus, actually, they spend a lot of time chopping and changing and coming up with these U-beaut designs. And, um, you know, people love wearing them. So uh, it's fantastic. And, you know, viewers across Australia can go to Lowe's um, and get them. Uh, or select good IGAs or get them online. So yeah, please uh, if you can uh, buy a
4: beanie. They look great, and and the men's this year that that we've got. Thank you very much. Are uh, 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 like a yeah. not a beige, but they're a they're a neutral colour. Yep. My wife would tell me uh, in the fashion industry, and the ladies have got a nice uh, uh, pink, uh, a bit of pink across theirs with the pom poms So they always look great. And Yuzi, um where, where can you get them this year? Is it is it the IGAs again? They've been on board for a while, haven't they?
3: Yeah, look, Lowe's Lowe's Venues right across Australia is a a great one. Uh, Or selected IGA's, uh, or get them on the Mark Hughes Foundation website. Or if you're at the game this weekend, look out for our volunteers because they'll be selling beanies.
4: At every game? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Okay, great stuff. So, mate, um, and and for people that are unaware, you know, you had your own um, brain cancer scare, and I know it's, you know, you've, you're in the clear at the moment, but I think you've told us in the past. You know, you never know. Um, how are you travelling at the moment? Wonderful.
3: I get scans every four months. I, cu- I couldn't be feeling any better. But I know with brain cancer, yeah. I sort of won that first battle, but it continues. Uh, there's no cure at the end of the day for what I've got or what, people, what everyone with brain cancer has got. So that's why we're working so hard to change that. So. Uh, with the help of the amazing NRL community, um, we can get the job done.
2: I know it always takes a, you know, a village and a community to, to, to help everyone. I think um, he's going up a hill at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's, just he's, he's puffing just a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. Bit. But um, I know that you, you, you train very hard and you train with guys like Danny Badiris, one of your best friends, and, and the Chief. You've always, always got this, yeah. this little group that you train quite regularly throughout the week. How important has that been, not only the, the exercise, um, but also having those, those really important friends around you most days? Oh,
3: amazing sats like it's this this charity started out as mates helping mates and and my family and then it's just grown from there and i hope it shows through that i have got wonderful former teammates and they all get behind me and um we get together regularly we train you know billy peden's on this track he does everything for us um yeah my mates are all over this um and they're, they're, they're with me all the way and I certainly don't feel like I could have done it without all the help of these wonderful mates of mine.
4: Does it matter to you how the nights go this weekend? Or is it that sort of pale into insignificance?
3: Well, I say it's a round where the two points are important, but I feel like the crowd and everyone uh, is a greater cause in brain cancer. But, geez, it would be nice for the boys in red and blue to have a win on the beanie round. Um, yeah, it'd be really nice. So I'm, I'm hoping we can have a win.
2: Yeah, it'd be I good think, to
3: get um, the, both teams will look. It will be desperate. It'd
2: be good to get the Quinella. Raise a lot of money. A lot of people at the game all the trifecta, and also the win at the end of it. Uh, Mark Hughes, we know you, uh, you've done some great things, you and your friends and your, and your family, in relation to uh, brain cancer, and, and uh, I want to take, uh, I want to thank you also for taking time out to, to join us in what is a really busy schedule. Thanks for coming on Sports Day, mate.
3: No, nah, thanks, fellas. I, I always appreciate the support and, and love catching up. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Mark Hughes there. Make sure you get out to NRL games this week. Make sure you dig deep and donate to Beanie's for Brain Cancer. Now,
4: we caught up with him just a little while ago, and on the end of that, he said to us, um, I just had to stop at the top of this hill, mountain, because I didn't want to lose reception. He said, now I've lost them. I don't know where I am. I don't know where they are. He said, if I go missing, just tell my wife I died happy. <laughs> you could um, tell he was, he was heading up a hill. Just yeah, start he started to puff a little bit. bit. Yeah, he's a getting old bit.
2: now, boozy. Aren't we all? Yeah, one of the world's greatest guys. And what a great cause as well. And and uh, the, the sacrifices he's making so others can um, can be assisted as well with brain cancer. And they've, as you said, Badge, uh, it's uh, with the big three-trek which uh, they've incorporated, well, Luke Alexander, two of his mates as well. Yes. Yeah, it's a good story. Great cause. So make sure you dig deep. And if you can't go to the games this week, go to the Mark Hughes Foundation
4: website or selected IGA's and also Lowe's to get your beanies, male, female kids. Now, you know, the money goes to, and, and not that you need reminding, but very importantly, so this they they have funded um, this, this $24 million, a brain cancer biobank, travel grants, multiple research projects around Australia, including three fellowships and multiple brain cancer care coordinators. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to find ways to keep uh, to keep helping with the research and find a way to, to beat this you know, this terrible disease. So well done. Just yeah. just outstanding people. Yeah, great uh, stuff. And great so. to catch up
2: with him. It's, uh, it's a busy schedule and um, he took time out for us. So, yeah, thank you very much, Mark Hughes.
0: This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back.
1: This is Off The Bench NRL. Welcome back to Off The Bench. The tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And the man of the moment, Chris Nelson, is on the line. How are you, Nelson?
5: Very well, thanks, uh, Jeremy. Good uh, evening to you and also, Sats.
2: Yeah, Nelson, before we talk about this weekend, which um, obviously the weather is going to play a huge part, I would think, but... Just last week, the Tiara, which was the the Group 1 uh, in Brisbane. Um, now, you, the Brooklyn Hustle, which is Steph Thorne, one of our favourites, Steph Thorne. She's going to be a great jockey. Well, he's a great, good jockey. She's going to be a great jockey. How did you find her ride? Did, didn't give herself a chance?
5: Uh, look, I think, unfortunately, the horse didn't jump well. I think he jumped, well, she jumped about a half length last, and that really put Steph behind the eight ball. Um, she was probably further back than she would have wanted to be. Speaking to her on... On Friday morning on the punters, mate, on SEN track, she was quite happy to be three wide with a bit of cover, uh, probably around midfield, slightly worse. And then she was out the back last due to that poor start and had no chance. So, yeah, that's what happens with the back markers. They get too far back and they need everything in their favour. And, and this time around, it wasn't in Steph's favour, but the horse that was racing back with her, starts it uh, was in her favour. She got the gaps through the field and was able exactly. to win. So there you mm. go. That's the way it works out sometimes, guys. And that's... That's the thing as I said back markers everything has to go right.
2: Now the weather how much is that going to play a part this week in Queensland racing especially southeast Queensland?
5: Yeah, it's going to play a big role sats. I mean uh, there's rain falling or uh, rain fell Friday and of course we're going to rain all day Saturday so uh, these tracks are going to cop it I'd say will be soft to heavy at the Sunshine Coast and look to so say when it rains during the actual meeting that's the worst thing because they they open up the track for horses and and it becomes very choppy, and we'll probably have the same situation on the Gold Coast. So Wumba might escape it a little bit, uh, but it depends how much rain we get over that way. So, yeah, you've been looking for horses that handle wet tracks, guys.
2: There's some great um, awesome, some great races at Caloundra this weekend. Will Will they use the artificial track, Nelson, or it hasn't got to that stage no. yet?
5: No, no way, no. They would not use it for uh, for these races because there's three feature races, the Caloundra Cup, uh, the Glasshouse Handicap. They're both listed and we have the Group 3 wing skiddies. So they wouldn't want to run those races on the poly track. Uh, Some trainers would probably scratch and not want to run. So I think the media will go ahead, um, no matter how wet it gets, unless they're... uh Unless they're swimming down the straight, it's dangerous to the jockeys or whatever, I
1: think the meeting will go ahead on the grass and that's where they'll run those major races. Beautiful. Thanks, Nelson. And the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke. Season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Have a wild and wet weekend, Nelson, and we'll speak to you next (laughs) week.
5: Yeah, have a good one too, guys. Speak to you next week.
0: The winners, the
1: losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. All right, Sats, so a big one. The Bulldogs, Sharks, Comeback Stadium. Mick Potter has got COVID. You keep looking, you keep looking at me, Rook, and
2: um, my attention's being cast somewhere else at different stages during the break is because the replay of the 2015 NRL grand final, Broncos-Cowboys is on. Oh, oh. What an enthralling battle. I'm watching it like I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Combank Stadium. So I'm going to take the Sharkies, and they're my lock
1: yes, for this I know. weekend. Scary. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, just quickly, we'll get through the last couple of games. Cowboys, Broncos. I'm going Cows. Uh, Rabbitohs, Eels. I'm going Eels. Okay. Warriors, West Tigers over there at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland. I'm
2: taking the Tigers. I, I really I, I love seeing the Kiwis home. I just don't know how they're going to handle the occasion emotionally.
1: Yeah, and finally, the Dragons-Raiders win stadium on Sunday, Arvo. Tough one. Probably the toughest one of the weekend, I think. I'm going to take the Raiders. Too easy. Now, um, big weekend. We're also going to get into stuff we're looking forward to. What are you looking forward to uh, across the weekend? I'm looking forward to Australia versus England
2: in the rugby in Optus Stadium in Perth. As I am. Yeah, well, I know you would be. The Wallabies have, you know, we'd... We want to love the Wallabies, and by beating England, that's a big scalp against Eddie Jones. Jai Apatia, who's fighting Maris Breedis. You know how much I love my boxing. Absolutely. World cruiserweight champion. The world cruiserweight world champion is like being the vice president of America. You're not quite there. You're nearly there, but you're not quite there as a heavyweight. But um, that's going to be great, Australian versus the Latvian. But the New Zealand homecoming, I cannot wait. To see this, I can't wait to see the emotion in the stands and the streets.
1: Going to be a great weekend. That's all for off the bench for this week. We'll see you all back here next weekend. Maybe even a Jason Matthews. We'll have to wait and see. Bye, guys.